0: All right, all right. Come on, let's clap our hands for Jesus. Oh, yes. Oh, I couldn't wait to get to Grace Life Church. I love what God is doing here. Uh, I am, uh, I pastored in Louisiana for 20 years and I've been in Birmingham for about 10 years now. I have my son-in-law with me, Trey, he's an Alabama boy. But I was born in Charlotte but raised in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Come on, I am South Cacalaca all day long. And so when Pastor Jimmy invited me to come back to Columbia and speak, I was like, yes, yes, when? How many times do you want me to come this year? And how often would you like me to come? Because I need real barbecue uh, because what they have in Alabama and Texas is fake, y'all, and so couldn't wait to get back here. And I'm wearing Gamecock colors. What's up with that? And so um, it's the only time I can wear this since my wife is an LSU fan. She's banned all other colors, but purple and gold at my home. And uh, so it's great to be here. Couldn't wait to be here to be with the, you and this amazing church. I love the heartbeat of a church. I was not raised in church, uh, Got came to Christ literally uh, through outreach in Myrtle Beach when I was 18 years old. and. Uh, showed up at a church, didn't know anything, zero, nothing. And uh, it was a maze to me. I had no idea what to do, where to begin uh, this journey. And I was grateful for a church that showed me a pathway. And I'm grateful for a church here that you give steps and you let people know why we're here, what we're all about. And one of those things is to know God. And so, so many things are focused, the worship and the time of communion, all the things we do is about knowing God for each of us at all the different uh, spaces and stages that we're at. Then the other thing that I love is about finding life. How important is that? It's Grace Life Church. So we're finding life. We do that through groups. We do that through uh, another step. Today, uh, we have a first step opportunity so you can find life, find relationships. I don't think I'd be here today if it wasn't for a small group. And you had a speaker speak for you a few weeks ago, Chip Judd, who uh, was in the church I came to Christ in and encouraged me to get in a small group. So it's interesting how so many Things come full circle. And then at the end of the day, we're making a difference. You do that through your generosity. Uh, you heard uh, the team talk about what's next with serving and serve day and reaching the world. We'll talk about that a little bit. And of course, giving. My goodness, you're known as a generous church. Uh, you have a reputation as a generous church. How many knows that's better than the office? Oh, I go to that selfish church. I mean, you always want to thank God you're, you're the opposite of that. and So you're known as a people that believe in tithe and offering and serving and giving of your time. So I'm grateful for that. And then at the ultimately it's about the Great Commission reaching the world and through its outreach, whether you do that globally or locally, and I'm just so grateful for you as a church and all that God is doing. And again, couldn't wait to be back in South Carolina. And I'm grateful for your pastors. I just love Pastor Jimmy and Ramona. and The team here is excellent. Uh, they are the real deal. When you get around them, they love you. They love God. Uh, kingdom of God people, uh, not selfish, not egotistical. Uh, They're humble, good shepherds. When God gives you the gift, like he's given you as your pastors, uh, he has given you a gift from him and they are a gift from god and then the the oversight the team the leadership the integrity say you go spend some time get get filled up for the rest of the year how important is that so many pastors need that time so i honor you as a church and the leadership team here uh, to be able to provide that. Time uh, for your pastors, and so bring you greetings from Birmingham. Uh, I married a Cajun girl. I'm Italian, so whole lot of energy going on at my house, and so a lot of things happening around the old Rizzo home. And uh, but I, I, I get to be at a great church like this, Church of the Highlands. You got to hear from Pastor Lee Domain. He's on our team there. Lee and I were in Louisiana together for years, and so church like this, multiple services, and people online watching, and people getting in small groups, all kinds of things like that. And so seven similarities. I also lead an organization where we help start new churches and we've been doing that for about 21 years and so all churches get together because you're faithful in tithe and offering then a little bit of that goes to starting new churches. So on behalf of a bunch of young couples that have started churches matter of fact, we've started 1,077 churches in the last 20 years and so that's a good thing, that's a good thing and you're you're a part of that and so thank you on behalf of couples that are getting ready to plant churches uh, this coming fall in like Maine and like uh, New uh, South Dakota. We're planting some in Idaho. And uh, and so it's just exciting to see that happening. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But I want to jump right into the word. Come alongside of the heartbeat of this house and this idea of reaching people. It's a movement. It's a heart. It's a spirit. What does it look like to be the hands and feet of Jesus? And Jesus tells a story in Matthew where I think the theme, one of the themes of the story that he's trying to teach his team is to disciples is to let them know that right when they think they're done, they're not done yet. And I wanna talk about that for a few minutes. Let's all pray. Father, we love you and thank you for those that are watching and Lord, all that's happening across this amazing campus and Lord, what a gift you've given these people in this facility and thank you for our pastors and Lord, bless them today and be with the, the Lord, the worship we've experienced, the spirit of God that is in the house. Lord, so speak to us, our hearts are open. We need you, we've not arrived. And Lord, I believe you still have you still have something for us to be a part of. You, you have a task. You have an assignment. So, Lord, let let us let us not grow weary in doing good. Let us serve you all the days of our lives. Speak to us. We love you. We love you in Jesus' name. And everybody said a good amen. Would you turn to the person next to you and say, "I'm glad you made it to church today." Come on, then. Now take a moment, look at the, your second choice sitting beside you and tell them, you look like you could use a little church today, my friend. Everybody need a little church. In Louisiana, we said church. I love windows in Scripture. I did, Again, I was not raised, so I did not know the Bible. I've never read the Bible until I was 18 years old. I just fell in love with the Gospels. I love all of it from cover to cover, but... I've tried to be a student of the Gospels—Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I didn't know what they were, and so that's the four Gospels. There's four of them, and there's it's four different accounts of the life of Christ, and it starts the New Testament again. I didn't know. I, I showed up in church. I say, turn to Jeremiah. And I was like, oh Lord, that's going to take me a year to find it. You know, thank God for the for the uh, the table of contents, and ain't no shame in looking for the table of contents. And so, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John start off the New Testament. And what I love about reading the gospels is there are these windows that helps you to see the heart of God. Because Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And so these moments that Jesus is with people, it speaks to us about his heart toward us. And then also once we become a believer, our heart towards others. And there's these amazing instructional windows. they are windows of truth and freedom and they are windows that inspire us. And there are intense windows that help us in our life. And and this is one of those that I love as it relates to reaching people and and doing my best not to live so self and not to live so me-centered and all about me, to lift my head up and to make sure that I'm noticing pain and hurt in people around me that are not at the stage or place or season that I'm in. Because I believe there's only two types of people. There are those that are Christians and then there are those that are not yet Christians. And so those that are Christians are doing everything they can through their life and the way they love and the way they care to reach those that are not yet come to Christ. And and I think this is one of those windows in Matthew 15 Verse 29 through 36, the Bible tells us that Jesus left there and went to the Sea of Galilee. Then he went up on a mountainside and sat down. Great crowds came to him. They didn't come to him empty-handed. The Bible says that they brought with them, they were bringing the lame, the blind, the crippled, the mute, and many others. I love that list. That, that list is the heart of God. It says, and laid them at his feet. The Bible says he healed them. The people were amazed when they saw the mute speaking, the crippled made well, the lame walking and the blind seeing. And and it says, they praised the God of Israel. So uh, we go on and read that this meeting went on for three days. That's That's a lot of church. That's a nonstop three day service. And And when someone gets healed, they think of someone else that needs to get healed. And when someone else finds freedom, they they think of someone else in their village or someone else in their neighborhood or someone else in their family that needs a new beginning, that needs a second chance, that needs to find freedom in in their life. And so they go and get them. And so this goes on. Most scholars believe that there were anywhere from 15 to 20,000 people that when this story comes to a close, that were on that hillside that day. And so it's an amazing thing that takes place. And all this is going on for about three days, nonstop around the clock. The disciples are helping. They're putting people at the feet of Jesus. People are getting healed. It's just a lot going on. And when Jesus is wrapping up this moment to go to the next village, I want you to see this grace life. Look what it says. Jesus called his disciples to him and he said something to him. He says, I want to tell you something that I'm feeling, that I'm having right now, that I'm, that I'm about. He makes this announcement to his disciples. I have compassion for these people. Well, that's obvious. We've been here three days. Everybody healed. There's not a sniffle. I mean, there's not an ache. Everybody's healed. And, and you have compassion. We see that. We know that. We saw that in the supernatural of raising up people and bringing freedom into their life. But then he says, here's the compassion I'm talking about. They've already been with me three days and have nothing to eat. And I do not want to send them away hungry, least they collapse on the way. I mean, that's a lot. I mean, is that not, I mean, you've healed them. It's okay that they have a little bit of, they have some hunger pains. They're, they're, gonna, be back, they're gonna be back home in 30 minutes, in three hours. They're gonna be okay. How many ever fasted or missed a meal You thought you were dying, but you were not. You know what I'm talking about? Man, I just missed lunch, having a rough day today. Well, you're about to crush a whole pizza at dinner. You're gonna be okay. They're not dying. It's just a little rough. But it's interesting how Jesus is paying attention to everything. Love the reply of the disciples. Where are we gonna get enough bread? In this remote place, hello? to feed such crowd. They're just reminding Jesus of what's going on here. Let me tell you all the reasons why this can't happen. He says, well, how many loaves do you have? Uh, You gotta love the disciples reply. Seven, hello, seven. And, double emphasis, few, small. It's not a few large. It's not many small. It's like a half a bag of Swedish fish, come on, somebody. It ain't much, it's not much here. Jesus just, he just, he goes right past their doubt. He just goes right right past their lack of faith. I'm so glad so often when I've told the Lord all that I can't do, that he didn't listen to it. I'm so often when I've, I've told the Lord all the reasons why I can't make a difference and I can't help people. And, and, and I can't have a new beginning. That what I, what, what I can contribute won't make a difference. He just ignores it. The Bible says he told the crowd to sit down on the ground. He took seven loaves and the fish. When he had given thanks, he broke them. He gave them to his disciples. The disciples that thought the problem could not be solved. And then in turn to the people, the Bible says that everybody ate and there was leftovers and, and, and they all praised God. And it's a good day and it was a good window in the life of Christ. Can I have a good amen for God's word? I love this story. There's so many things I love about this story. Uh, You've seen them. If if your mind's eye is is alive in these moments when you read scripture, did you see the place that they're, I love how they're outside, it's, it's not as controlled, it's a little bit of organized chaos, they're, no one's using their inside voice, it's just loud, and, and people are running around, there's kids involved, and it's unpredictable, and it's not as churchy. I love, when, I love when the church is inside the walls of the church, I love our worship, I love everything that happens, but I love when the church goes outside the walls. I love a good serve day. I, I love when we're out in the community and we're, we're just outside and we're just in, in the space where people are. So they're in. The, I love the place. I love that it's, it's all kinds of people. I love the passion. I love how the disciples get to participate with the miracle. I love the provision that shows up, that on and on, somewhere between the hand of Jesus and, and the hand of disciples to the mouth of the people, that supernatural power just appears along the way. We don't know when, we don't know how, but a miracle takes place. And there's so many things I love about this story. One of the things I love about this story when I look at it and I, I binge over it and I reread it, I, I love how much Jesus loves people, all kinds of people, sick people, broken people, hurting people, tall people, short people, heavyset people. Come on, somebody, glory to God. Jesus loves a double X, glory not just all the mediums. And you know what else I learned about this story? That Jesus loves people that are different than me, that are struggling at a different place than I am, that are in a different stage, that have have lived out of a different trauma, that maybe are living through a different situation in their life. He loves all kinds of people. You could see this in this three-day healing rally. It's our savior, it's our Lord. It's what what one of our pastors shared just a few minutes ago about communion. It's, It's what Jesus did for all of mankind. It's an amazing window into the heart of God. Jesus is finishing up the meeting. We're ready to wrap up. The disciples are packing up. We're going to the next village. We've been here long enough. And Jesus says, no, 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 not yet, not yet, not yet. Man, there's something else. There's something else. There's someone else. There's something else. And he brings the disciples in what I call the we're not done yet space. Y'all know that we're not done yet space? How many's ever moved a friend? Then you know what it means to be in the we're not done yet space. You know that guy who says, can you stop by for 30 minutes and help me move? 30 minutes, three days later, you're still in the back of that truck. I mean, it's just, every once in a while, you find yourself in the we're not done yet space. It's the space where you go the second mile. It's the space where you're caring. Listen to me, church, goes beyond what's convenient. It's the space where you, you notice something and you realize that there's a need to meet, not a need to ignore. It's that space where you feel like in your heart, I gotta get involved. I've gotta help, I gotta do something. I don't have much, I can't solve everybody's problem. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to make a difference, but I can't turn away from it. I, I must I must share, I must help, I must say something, I'm, I must pray, uh, I, I must invite. There's that space in your heart where the Holy Spirit interrupts you. Come on, somebody. And it's a divine interruption. You know, I, I've always said that there's a lot of things we can learn from the goings of Jesus when he's going somewhere, going to the next village. I'm gonna go heal the next person. We're, we're gonna go preach the next sermon. Uh, we, we've, got, we've got another miracle, but can I tell you something? There's a whole lot of things we learned when Jesus stops. We're going to the next village, but somebody gets his attention right now. I hear someone calling my name. I hear someone calling my name. He notices a need. Someone grabs on the hem of his garment. Someone stops him and says, my daughter is about to die. Could you please? And it's in the interruptions so often where we meet the divine. And can I tell you something? It's the same in our life. Most miracles and most moments where God has ever used me, most of them were not planned. But I happen to be available or I happen to let the Lord interrupt me or or stop me or change something where it's in front of you. And this is the opportunity that Jesus is giving his disciples. It's an incredible story. I love how this is the space where he teaches his disciples. We're not done yet. So you're going to need to stay fluid and flexible. You know what I found out? If you're going to make a difference in people's lives, if you're going to make a difference for the king of kings, you're going to need to stay fluid and flexible. If you're going to have kids, if you're going to be married, ah, about to shout. You're going to be fluid and flexible. If you're going to still help the grown kids, glory to God. I mean, them little babies, oh, they, I, I, that day I was with a young couple, little babies, colicky. They're colicky. We stayed up late last night. They're colicky. I was like, well, wait till they're 26. You ain't heard from them in a week. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Grown kids, another whole situation. But what is it? It's if you're gonna make a difference in life, there's got to be this fluid and flex. Hey, if we're gonna grow a church, got another service. Open another campus. Hey, we're doing small group season. Got a serve day planned. Hey, could you serve on a team? Hey, do you mind not just attending a service, but would you, would you mind helping in the parking lot? Hey, 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 it's so crowded today, could you, could, you, could you move down? What is that? That's being fluid and flexible, why? Because God cares about people. And when we're gonna work with people and we're gonna make a difference in people's lives, then we're gonna stay fluid and flexible. And he's teaching them this whole thought of being fluid and flexible for the kingdom of God. And they get what do they get to do? They get to share in the supernatural, they get to help distribute. Even though they were doubting, even though they, they didn't know if it was going to happen, even though they were ready to go, God interrupted them and let them be a part of something supernatural. Boy, just think about the stories that they told. Did you realize that I reached into my bag and there was one little fish and I gave it out to a family and I thought that was the last one and then I reached into the bag and there was another one. I broke the bread and there was just a little piece and I handed it and I turned right back or you would not believe it. I turned right back around and there was a whole loaf of bread in my hand. I don't know how he did the miracle, but guess what church? He did a miracle. Can I have a good amen? And they got to be a part of it. Jesus could have said, Y'all impatient, don't wanna be involved, so busy, getting all them reminders, checking your Facebook, all of it, gotta be somewhere. I'm not gonna use you. I'm just gonna let everybody be filled. Boom, everybody be filled. And 15,000 people that were hungry like, whoa, I think I just got a Happy Meal. But he didn't do that. What did he do? He prayed, he blessed it, he gave it to the disciples they, in turn, gave it to the people. Can I tell you? He wants to use you and I the same way. In the world that we're living in today, that what, is collapsing? That is tired? That is frustrated? Hey, a world that is empty? A world that is trying to fight for sobriety? Is trying, to dig through, out, trying to dig out of addiction and anxiety? That's the world we live in. God says, we're not done yet, church. Thank God for everything he's done at Grace Life, but how many knows we're not done yet? We thank God for everything he's done in each of our lives, healed our marriage and gave us a second chance and helped us understand his word, but, he, but he's not done with us. There's still more to do. There's still more to be a part of. There's still more people what, to reach. I, I wanna break this down and finish up, just give you something practical. I wrote down three ways to keep reaching people. Hey, and you know what's something? Hey, it's an all call. It's not the select group. It's an all call. When we do a serve day here, it's an all call. Everybody's a part. There's certain things that all, when we give, we all give. We're gonna all be a part of it. It's not just like a certain worship leader who's just got a, a vocal and got a flow and a vibe. It's just a select group. No, 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 no. Serving and reaching people is an all call for everyone. And so I just wrote down three things I think all of us could do. Here's the first thing I believe. We can all be a pointer, be a pointer. I don't have every answer. I can't fix every problem. I can't heal anybody. I can't save anybody, but I can point people to Jesus. Just point them to Jesus. You know, All the questions, all the debate, all the hate, all the issues, all the problems. I don't have all those answers, but I could point you to Jesus. And anybody can point someone to Jesus by the way they live their life, by their words, by their care, by their noticing, by their serve. You just point people to Jesus. The other day, a friend of ours, I was with a friend, we were going to Atlanta a little late, stopped in Atlanta, I love ATL, I stopped in Atlanta, went to a restaurant and it was late in the evening, so not a lot of people there. You know how when you go to the restaurant, there's like a thousand tables and they put you at the table, a two top right beside somebody having a party. And you're like, you know, could we sit over there? Cause they were having one of them kind of loud parties, if you don't know talk about that, get loud. And, and it was kind of loud. And somebody understands, and a little lit, if you understand me. And so it's a little loud and a little lit. And so, and, and it's just me and him. We're just right up against them, just right there. Wonderful group of ladies. And so as we're, it's loud, man. We're trying to order, try, trying to hurry. You know, when you go into a restaurant hurrying and it takes forever. You're like, we're, we're in a hurry. We're in a hurry, just trying to. And so loud, loud party. So we're trying to talk and so, you know, but, you know, but it's like, oh, yeah, praise God, we're good. So one of the ladies gets up, she stops, she says, we, we so loud, we just so loud, I'm so sorry, we're loud. I was like, oh, it's so good, praise God, God's good, amen. Glory, I, I mean, I'm gonna be who I am, It's amen, praise God. She says, oh, I feel, some, I feel a good aura here. It's a good aura, I feel a good energy. Uh, and we were like, yeah, praise God, amen, Jesus is good. And she says, what's your sign? I said, uh, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. She says, "Oh no, when you born? I said, July. She said, oh, you're cancer. I said, oh, don't put that on me, Ricky Bobby. No, don't put that on me. Not today, devil. Not today. I was kind of said, oh, no, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. She starts laughing. And I said, yeah, we're pastors. We're pretty glory to God. Amen. She says, y'all want to come join us? No, we good. Praise God. Amen. We good. We're going to stay over here. We're going to stay away from the margaritas. We're good over here on this side of the restaurant. And so, and, and, you know, and I, you know, I was going go to say, Go, you're going to hell. You're going to burn, especially you having the birthday party. No, no, I did I just said, God's good. I thought, Before we left, we said, I looked at the girl. Hand, I said, I pray God will give you the best year of your life. I said, in Jesus' name. And then all of a sudden, man, we, like, we went from Margaritaville to like praise break. They're like, glory. Hey, one of them starts getting blessed. She's getting blessed. I go all over that, man. I, I, I'm like, Gloria. Yeah, hey, hey. I left there saying, hey, hey, glory. Woo. I can't, I can't save them, I could point them to Jesus. Be a pointer in the workplace, in the classroom, in that apartment complex, with that family, those struggling in the cave of addiction. Point them to Jesus, point them to Jesus. Second thing I wrote down was be a sample, be a sample cuz I'm like the disciples. I don't know if I have enough to help everybody. I'm I'm not that good. I got my own issues. I am trying to be a good husband. I am trying to I'm trying to I'm trying to get there. I, I got my own problems. I I got my own pain, but I could be a sample. Don't have to be the whole. Sometimes we feel like we got to be the whole meal. Got to know everything. Got to No, 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 to just be a sample. Cuz a good sample does what? Lead you to more. You give me a good sample, Man, I love samples. Whoo, I love a free sample. Of the day, there's a new place that opened up in Birmingham. It's called Costco. Takes a while to get to Alabama. It takes a while to get down there. And I, I've never been there. My wife and I go to Costco, she's a list person. We hit it early in the morning. First one's in the room. She's going to get her list. I'm distracted like always. And I'm just like, oh, a butterfly, oh my gosh. And I'm walking around and I start noticing these senior adult women that are at the end of every aisle and they're preparing things. So I start lingering. She says, good morning, good morning. She's like, can I tell you about the wonderful things we're offering to the people of Birmingham? Of course you can. She says, are you hungry? What do you think? I'm burning. <laughs> I burn diesel every day. I mean, look at me. I mean, you ask a man my size, am I hungry? You don't ask a man my size, am I hungry? The answer is yes, I am hungry. It's 9.30 in the morning, I'm hungry. And she says, here's what we prepared for you. We've got a tortilla chip that has been brought down from the mountains of Nicaragua. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's speaking Spanish. I mean, and I, so I get it, I'm like, hola, hola, fuego, fuego. And she says, and she says, and we're, we paired it with, with salsa and guacamole from Honduras. And she says, and we, we're gonna present it on a vanity fair napkin, shut your mouth. <laughs> I only see those at weddings, those things are awesome. And so it's, I, I, get, I take this chip and guacamole, I taste it. It's like a fiesta, I see my wife, Dylan, we're going to police! Come here. One sample. I'm loading the cart with chips and salsa. A sample was enough to want more. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. There are some people all around us right now. All they need is a little sample, but a sample will make them want more. Come on, somebody. I mean, that is how the gospel works. Jesus said, my word is like a seed and it's planted and it grows up and produces what? Fruit. So Lord, help us to live our life in a way and to notice and to lean in. When everybody else is running away from someone, help me be the person that runs to that person. I can't fix them. I can't solve all their problems. I don't have everything. But because I don't have everything, it's not an excuse to not do something. We can't help everybody in this region but we can help somebody. We can be a part of a serve day. We can be a part of a small group. So Lord, help us to live our life in a way where every day I am a sample of your goodness and your grace. Why? Because of what you've done in my own life. I'm living from what you've done in me, not because I have to. Come on, you know what it is, I get to. Amen? And then the last thing that I believe is practical and the way that we can reach people, be a part of a reach people movement in the world today that is collapsing and is tired, is do everything we can to be on a team. I cannot dig a well in India all by myself, but we can. I can't plant 1,077 churches, but we can. Can't launch a new campus, but we can. We can do more together than by ourselves. In, in Louisiana, there's a statement. There's one bayou you don't want to live on. It's called bayou self. A number trouble on bayou self. You will get yourself in trouble when you live it bayou self. But together, in small group, in relationship, and. In- and all of us are tithing, and all of us are giving our offerings, and all of us are contributing, and all of us are being used in the space and the way that God has wired us. Together, as a team, guess what? We make a difference. So I love about this church, it gives you those opportunities. And it's just right around the corner, survey day, right around the corner. Small groups, one of those small groups is called Reach People Movement, something that we've been doing at our church. and. And if you say, man, I want to start, I want to do something. I, I want to take my little loaf and my fish and I want to make a difference. And you can put a QR screen up and you can kind of jump into that. And we all understand these things and be able to say, you know, I want to make a difference. This is the way I can make a difference. I throw my phone up right there and, and, and understand what reach people is, get in a small group and be a part, participate, participate. Can't change the whole world, but I can make a little difference. Why? Because you just never know. You just never know what God's doing. And you never know how God wants to use you. Amen? Uh, the other day I was in line at Starbucks and I was having one of those Dino days. You don't have those, but it's, just, it's called a selfish day. You ever have a day where you're in your, you're, you're in your head? My problems, my pain, my kids. And you, you kind of fog out. You go into that, 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 that troubled trance and you're just like a stress zombie just thinking about it, I just "Okay, we I'm ordering. I don't remember what I ordered, and I don't even remember getting the drink. I was so fogged out, like I don't even remember the human exchange. Just robotic. My problems. My problems. And for some reason, I pull up and put my truck in park. I don't know why. In the drive-through. I don't know how long I'm there. Finally, somebody knocks on my window. It's just a small guy's looking at me. He says, like, "Hey, hey." A bit a high truck. He yeah, hey. I was like, I, roll your window down. I don't know you. I ain't roll my window down. I don't know you. I ain't roll you window down. I roll down. He says, you're blocking the drive through. I look around. It's like 15 cars wrapped around Starbucks. The brisk is hanging. People are waving at me in a certain way. There, different things. So I, he starts laughing. I pull. I said, who are you? Are you like the Starbucks, you know, traffic cop? What are you? You a police officer? He said, no, no, man. I just got off of a bus. I took the wrong bus. He said, I'm homeless, man. I'm trying to get down to the shelter. I said, what shelter are you going? He said, I'm going to St. Vincent. We have a Dream Center right there, by the way. I know that community. I know that Dream Center, one of our partners like you have. And I said, hey man, listen, get up in my truck. I'm gonna run you down there. I'm not an advocate to let people in your vehicle, but he was a real small guy. I'm a double X. I'm in my truck in Alabama. Someone will get that later. I'm in my truck in Alabama. I'm good. I'm in control of the situation. Somebody will feel me later. So he gets in, I said, and we start talking. I said, I said, what's your name? He said, Benjamin. I said, Benjamin? It's in the Bible. I just kept saying, Benjamin, Benjamin, Benjamin. You're in the Bible, you're in the Bible, you're in the Bible. He said, what's your name? I said, Dino. He said, you're in the Flintstones. <laughs> so now we're friends. We're going, we, you know, giving each other the business. And, I got a pair of shoes, I got some clothes, stop by Burger King, I pull them up. get there, pray with them, tell him about the Dream Center things off. offer. He gets out of the truck, Benjamin gets out of the truck. Benjamin's walking in. I said, wow, thank you, Lord, for sending me to Benjamin. Thank you that you interrupted me and you sent me to Benjamin. And the Lord spoke to my heart, said, I did not send you to Benjamin, I sent Benjamin to you. Benjamin was the gift. Benjamin, I needed Benjamin to get you out of your world, to get you out of your own thoughts, and to get you in a place where you could think about others. Benjamin was the gift. Here's what I pray. I pray that God will send you a gift of an interruption so that you can see him in a new light because you just never know, amen. Let's bow our heads, let's pray. Father, we love you. Just one minute, one of the team is going to come and give you an opportunity to take that next step. But I just want to take a few, few moments here. If you're here and you just say, know, I just, I need a new beginning. I just need a restart. It's like I need a fresh start. I feel far from God, far from purpose. I have been in my head. My thoughts have been taken prisoners but today I want freedom. If that's you, pray this prayer from your heart right now. Just say, dear Jesus, I surrender my life. You died for me so that I could live. You rose again so that I could have power. And I believe in you. So be my Lord, be my everything And be my new beginning. In Jesus' name, amen.